0: Hey guys, before we start today's episode of Emblemcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons, Slurm, Alex Spino, and Cody for supporting us on Patreon. If you guys want to help us out, you can find us at patreon.com/emblemcast. Everybody and welcome to season two, episode three of Emblem Cast. We are on our second slash third episode covering Fire Emblem Awakening here for the game's tenth anniversary. Just to make sure, I gotta say that every time, just to make sure everyone feels old. I, th- yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's. I true. do
1: adequately feel old. Thank you.
0: I, I feel my like Awakening beans
1: babies more. Like, Awakening <laughs> were born after it came out.
0: Oh God. <laughs> Please don't listen to this podcast if you were born after that. <laughs> um. Anyway, Keegan, Chef, and Darren Husser, I missed no one for the first time in season two. How are Congrats. you guys doing?
2: I exist. Yeah. You know, I feel we special.
0: exist. No you one's left exist. out. The camaraderie <laughs> is angry. here.
1: I'm feeling pumped up. You know why? Because I'm ready to talk shit about this game's story. <laughs>
2: I feel like oh, that's your boy. favorite thing—just shit talking these games.
1: You know, I—I'll uh, I'm feel- I'm gush about the ones I like. <laughs> I'm I'm
3: feeling right. good, and I feel like last episode I was kind of like the part of the awakening defense squad. I feel like I was—I think we all you know, were. I feel I like so. I was kind of like you know what? Like the story's better than everyone's giving it credit for. I was being that guy, mm-hmm. as as kind of being the White Knight, but not yes. not this time. Now I'm the bad <laughs> call the Black
2: Knight this time.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm the black knight.
0: I always You're was. The black knight this time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, um I guess we should just get right into it. Uh yeah, so when we talked about at the end of last episode, how you guys were like I don't know, Devin, cuz I was very positive for the first episode. You guys were like uh, I think I think the second you know, third of this game might get to you, and you guys were right; <laughs> you were not wrong.
2: Yeah. I
0: I had a lot of IRL stuff going on, so honestly, I, I kind of skipped through the story stuff. So, if does anyone want to give like a little bit of a story rundown of yeah. what we've ran right. through, okay. and
1: so here's a quick summary. Okay, so part mm-hmm. one ended with uh, Pugita, the big bad evil meanie country, was defeated. Um, and instead of installing a puppet government, Crom was just like, sure, creepy mage guy, you go do your thing. God bless. Um, and, then, and then two You're years later... You're giving Krom
3: credit? Because Crom didn't even know he was the king. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
1: right. Krom yeah, was so like, I, wait, just, what the fuck? Deposed... Did you try to kill my sister? Krom so, <laughs> deposed gang, Ralph, and then was just like, I, I'm out, and apparently didn't care at all about what happened uh, when he left it behind. Uh, What's wow, the worst that Krom's America. Right? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, two years later, Crom um, and whoever have a kid, um, mm-hmm. like earlier than everyone else, because Crom can't keep it in his pants. And then that happens the rest of us. it does. Uh, so then, you know, suddenly out of nowhere, a giant space flea attacks, and that giant space flea's name is Wallart, um, who is the the evil conqueror of the continent across the water that somehow no one had ever heard of before. And he's got his entire army, like, on their shores, because they do not exist. Yeah, he's related to Om and to Celica. um, Although he doesn't really act like either of them. But, I mean, that makes sense, because it's been, like, 20 billion years. So, anyway, he storms out of nowhere, and Krom's like, oh, fuck. So they fight him off at the ports, and then they're like, we don't have any ships. What the fuck are we going to do? And then someone is like, I think Robin is like, hey we just defeated Pugia, why didn't we steal all their ships? Like, what the fuck? We just let them keep them? Do you know what happens when you win a war against a country? And Krom's like, well, just go do it now, it's fine. So they they go over to Pugia, and they meet Robin's dad, who's like, hey, I'm Robin's dad, I'm the evil sorcerer dude. And they're like, okay. Um, And then they demand all their ships now, uh, because they still, you know, have the... The leverage to just kind of force them to do that. And Robin's dad is like, cool, take my ships. And then Robin's like, I'm going to burn them all down. <laughs> and he <laughs> sails the like burning fleet. And there are definitely people on those ships because someone's got to steer it. Uh, so Robin callously massacres like hundreds or thousands of people. Uh, but it is a great tactical victory. Like honestly, it's, it's the most fun I've had with a Fire Emblem avatar like ever. So props to Robin. Um, and then I they've still got a few ships, so they sail over to Walhart's continent, Valm, because uh, I, I don't know why the fuck it's called that. But anyway, um, then they kind of tromp around. They waste a lot of time with like the rebels there. Like They rescue mm-hmm. the rebel leader, and then she's like, I'll help you, we'll meet up with the other rebels. And then the other rebels are like, psych! And then they all attack them. You're mostly fighting the rebels uh, in this arc. Um, and one of them is uh, the rebel leader's stupid brother who's an idiot and he dies. Um, and then they go fight Walhart and then they kill him. And then right after they're like, what the fuck were we doing for 10 chapters? Wasn't this a story about like stopping Fujia, and the evil dragon? And they're like, oh, fuck. And then they go back. <laughs> and Good, that's yep. the middle third of Awakening.
2: That, that is, sounds like a great story. Don't
1: think you missed anything. That's
3: generally accurate. I, generally I <laughs> as the, the chronicler of Fire Emblem, that's my self-given title now, uh, mm. as you know, one taking notes and paying attention to every cut scene, uh, mm-hmm. that is, you know, generally true, but, uh, this is without a doubt the most questionable part of awakening story It's the part where <laughs> yeah. they forget the entire plot and just focus. It, it feels like this game's trying to have, like, it's trying to do everything and sure. they're like, we need an invasion and the it, invasions completely removed from the rest of the plot. Well, it the
4: as the sole awakening defense force first. <laughs> so yes, the play stuff, yeah, for forgot. But mostly, this arc is mostly about giving Krom his character development and finishing up his character arc and separating his ideals from his sister's ideals and what be a ruler. And then you know to get that finished up because then they'll they'll sort of sub Krom away for Act Three. But that's yeah. largely the pushed for him is his his ideals and what is his development. Mm. I appreciate really... that,
3: and we're gonna get into that more. But first, can we talk about chapter thirteen, please?
4: Yes. So <laughs> sure. for, th- for those those not aware, chapter thirteen is where they go talk to Validar and get uh, the whole plegia and meet Grima.
3: We don't know he's Grima yet. He's just so, they spoilers. So, call him the yeah, spoilers yeah, Literally yeah. all of my notes up to the story at this point. I probably, you know, for the first part we did, I probably had like a half page, and on this mm-hmm. chapter alone, I have half a page of notes. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay. The big thing here is Husser in the in the in the recap did mention that they go to Plagueia because they need to get resources from them for the war, because they, you know, they just had this huge conflict. They're deprived of soldiers, ships, everything, and. Mm-hmm when they go there and they see that Validar's the king which crom's like what the fuck you're the king that's all that's a huge red flag like you know you didn't install any government you didn't you didn't try to nurture any relationship with like anything to avoid future conflict like what you the didn't hell didn't
1: even notice what was Matt,
2: happening until two years later just, just killed their king and just left and then yeah like, literally Wait, you're, you're yeah, the ruler they like at no point did they ever reach out to plege and be like hey h- how you guys doing you good yeah especially (laughs) especially didn't care
3: especially because a big part of crom's arc in the first bit is that he's trying to avoid like the mistakes of his father who was kind of like a warmonger who like completely fucked up their country and that's why gangrel had such an intense hatred against yulise was because of Mm crom's dad so it's interesting that you know they don't really bring they don't do good service to that but the whole thing is here is in the most like clearly these guys are evil cutscene ever. They're talking to you about how they're not going to give you any troops, but they'll give you, like, 10,000 ships or something insane like that. It's like, I think they have more ships than, like, soldiers. Like, they have way more what ships than they to do with. Uh, yeah. You know,
1: sometimes you just start making ships, and, you know, you get really into it, and you look up, and it's been, like, years, and you've made 10,000, and it's way more than you could <laughs> ever crew. but, you know, you just get yeah. so caught up in it.
2: Valadar was very
1: passionate about his Navy. And, th- and
2: then they, do, his they
3: do the worst thing ever, which is they immediately go, oh, here's the Hierophant of our country who's in charge of our religion that is involved with worshipping Grima, the Dark Dragon. And the chapter before this, you get Lucina, or is it yeah, it's before this. You get Lucina, No, it's, right? it's, it it's after?
4: no, it's immediately after. It's you, after okay, you it's immediately you after. The evil meeting, okay, and then then
3: they get ambushed
4: and meet Lucina.
3: Okay, okay, perfect. So Wait,
4: it's, it's it's another thing. With it <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
3: the, the hierophant wears the same clothing as Robin, the avatar character. Which they should have just kept to that to leave some mm-hmm. mystery or intrigue, just to speculate, even if it is you, somewhat obvious. You initially sure.
1: don't see his face like cutscene Robin, uh, but then you do, like, pretty soon after.
3: Immediately. Immediately after, because is like, oh, by the way, here's our Hierophant. His name's Robin, or whatever your name is. And then he pulls off the, and he looks exactly like him. Everyone freaks out, and they just leave. (laughs) They don't resolve it. They
1: literally just leave? Like, huh, that was weird. Oh, well.
3: Then, (laughs) Validar doesn't announce in front of everyone, oh, I'm your father, Robin, Wahaha. He has, like, a force magic conversation with Robin, and he's like, like, join me, Robin, together, we can rule the continent, and bring Grimma! And he's like, what the frick? And he's like, I'm your dad! And he's like, what? And, you know, he's having this Goes moment. Then he doesn't talk about it with anyone. No, he does. He talks about it with Krom, and Krom's like, oh man, that's heavy, but we gotta go fight the other war. So they that's have all crumb. these... my dad was evil too. They have all these heavy <laughs> revelations, they have the this entire idea that there's just like Robin too, with validar which no one seems concerned about at all it's not mentioned ever again until you return in the third think, arc.
1: yeah these are the guys that we want to leave behind and ignore while we go to another continent yes and like possibly yeah. Die. yeah we take all of this continents they seem like they've the got military
2: it and we just go to another continent and th- they're not going to do anything with that they're just going to hang out in their country and mind their own business
3: like, like to I, I, me, like this whole thing is so weird because it sets it basically blows every mystery like immediately because there's no intrigue to build over the next like ten chapters because we're all doing. There's a completely couple mysteries that
1: doesn't blow, but those are blown like the very next chapter. So mm-hmm.
3: yes, but 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 my point being is there's no intrigue with the hierophant because like they blow that he's you, but is he you? You is he? Well, you could probably make the con- connect the dots with the whole Lucina reveal about who yeah. Robin may be. It's pretty obvious. And then, yeah, it's just the whole problem of hey, we know this guy's evil. He tried to kill Krom's sister. We're just gonna leave the whole continent to him while we take literally all of, like the armed forces to go fight an invasion.
1: They even take the leaders of the other country, or they or they come later, but like they're over there too. So like yeah. even their ally isn't keeping track of what's going on back home you know they they just left them the whole continent and
3: i think part of this is they could have done so much to connect the whole like walhart conqueror arc with the main story and that could have just been having literally validar just replace the stupid tactician idiot from that whole arc and just have validar be this conniving tactician guy who screws over a Yeah, like just replace that character with Valdar and have Valdar screw over Walhart in the final fight and take over Yelise. like like say he took some of his forces to go take over their country while they were locked in there. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Chapter yeah. 13 story is really bad. Get Henry though, I guess. Yeah. So that's neat.
1: I especially love that he like has a lot of conversations with these people out in the open, but then he like slides into DMs with Robin to telepathically <laughs> talk to him when he's like 30 feet away from the front door. And then Robin just tells everyone anything anyway.
3: (laughs) It's an interesting uh, writing decision. True. This chapter. So, yeah, had to get that off. Where do we go from here now?
0: (laughs) We'll
1: we'll go where the Shepherds went, to Valm and to Walhart. Mm. Yeah, so main main
4: thing would be, uh, essentially, everything is then sort of focused on Chrom and his and sort of his development in conflict with Walhart. Yeah, in this sense. is where yeah, as, as, like, as we have really... said, the the Plegia stuff is essentially all, all revealed and then sidelined as well as as well as Lucina's stuff, which is also revealed in chapter 13. That is also essentially sidelined again for Krom's Crom's chap Crom's entire arc here, basically. yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah we, we we probably we should probably should have mentioned Lucina. Since that that's important, that did happen. That's important, and also chapter thirteen. So all of all of the plot happens there. But yeah, yeah,
3: Lucina reveals she's Trunks.
4: Yeah, after the entire time, reveals that she she is Crom's Crom's daughter, and also the daughter of whoever Crom married. And that's why we had to wait to learn until after they got
0: married. Who who did you guys marry Crom to in this playthrough? Uh, me. Me. You went with the Olivia. Oh man. I mean, I, I didn't. I, I didn't have anyone else. <laughs> Same. I I didn't have a choice. You could have gone I, with female Robin. Yeah, nope. but that's lame. That's what I but did. Also,
4: then considering you know, I still got I still got Cordelia and Alyssa that like, got married.
3: Sully yeah. married. I, uh, I, I was Robin, a man with a plan. Playthrough.
0: Sully married Robin. Yeah. No, I don't think Krom. I've ever done. Married oh, married Crom. I don't think yeah. I've ever done the uh, Sully Crom pair. Is it like decent? A, I
1: guess. It's a, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. a, it's a good, it's a good, I it's a good mean... support conversation, too. It's mm-hmm. Sully like ruins all of her partner's life, except for like Um Because they like, <laughs> like when you ask her with anyone, they're like, I'm going to give up my whole life and go like scrabble in the dirt as a farmer. And I sure. remember that because I did, I did it the first time with Donald where like it actually did make sense. Um, and then I like looked at the other supports for some reason. This was like back in twenty fifteen or whatever. I was like, oh my god! Literally everyone apparently secretly wants to be a farmer as long as they get to hmm. do it with Sully. That's weird. Um,
3: Just brings yeah. that out in
4: people. Yeah, we'll, I guess so. We'll we'll, we'll we'll get into character endings and whatnot in 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 part three. But yeah,
1: that's a good time for it. It supports.
3: Uh... Anywho. I think um, something I I took a question mark next to is why is Tiki in Valm? Yeah, I don't
1: know. Because that's She was just uh traveling on a holiday and I then she saw this tree that looked really comfortable and she thought she'd take a nap. Mm. Yeah, so she's like, I'm gonna climb this tree and
2: sleep here for like a millennia yeah. or two. Well let I me mean, mm. know when the plot needs me again. <laughs>
0: that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I, I think I've been there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe she wanted to know why it's the... called Valm now.
3: I guess. the best thing you, Chef and you were saying.
1: I was. I was gonna say probably best thing.
4: Maybe just needed to like recharge, sleep a while, and just needed to absorb like the energy from like Mila and Duma. I mean, mm-hmm. probably. Place, Not yeah. the Mila tree. Oh yeah, so, that, for, the
2: great tree is that yeah. tree that they planted in um in at the end of it. Sure, yeah. Right. Shazblintia well,
3: does you know of does a lot of hard work to justify awakening.
2: It does it really heavy does. Lifting. It really does. Like, retroactively, Especially
0: that last that. act of the story there, the kind of optional one. Yeah, where and you learn the origin
4: of Grima. It'll... Mm-hmm.
0: Which because I, I... this
1: middle arc... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. The, yeah, because this middle arc takes place on another continent, a lot of stuff is weirdly crowbarred over there, like Tiki and, like, all of the child paralogues. Uh, it suggests a much closer relationship between those than either... Uh, Shadow Dragon or Echoes implied, or not? Uh, sorry, Echoes fixed that. Then Guidance implied.
0: Sure. Yeah.
4: Uh, you should note not not all the children paragloda are, are actually involved. It's about it's it's they're pretty much scattered yeah. all over.
1: Oh, really? Okay. It probably could those...
4: just be yours that we're all involved. I, I know. I know.
1: Anyway, for it's, me it was... it's a little weird that any of them are though.
4: Well, they it's just. I think they explain it as just the time portal just shoots them out at random. Places in random times because it's they, also explained they didn't that they get
3: Trunks's time machine. You couldn't pick a time and place.
4: Okay. Yeah, because it's also explained that Laurent, Muriel's son, got there like three years before even uh, Lucina got there.
1: Wow! Which yeah, and he did nothing Lawrence
2: to help. Is, yeah, to be, So but, <laughs> that, he's like, just... I think he's like the oldest of the kids, even though he like can't be the oldest of the kids because Lucina kind of has to be born first.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that. So then, yeah, that's explained by him just being thrown further into the past. And then he just chills out in the desert.
2: As you do. Fair enough.
3: Yeah. I also like how, you know, this is something that, you know, also comes up in Fates. And we kind of briefly touched upon this before, but it's interesting to me that all of the parents who are like pretty close in age to their future children are so Mm -hmm. quick to accept their future children like there's not really a lot of there are some supports where there's like conflict with the child and parent but like just from a narrative context they're like oh you're my kid i love you (laughs) you know it's yeah pretty hard leap to do like you're not really their parent that parent is like you know conceptually that's a other world version of you you could be very different like just because
1: yeah and they only got engaged five minutes ago
2: yeah and in a lot true. of cases like that kid isn't even born yet mm-hmm. in some cases they just outright. all say. Cases. i think yeah the majority of the kid just like doesn't even exist yet
3: i think lucina's the only case where she has a another self mm.
2: she's yeah, the only was... confirmed one i think i think everybody else is just kind of implied to have their kid after the war uh mm. there's I, f- I
4: think there's some that are implied to also exist at the same time, I can't. I can't remember. Off the top I, of my I remember head, but... for
2: sure that Laurent doesn't, because I remember it coming up in the father's support. Right. But I don't know for sure about everybody else. But I- even then, it just creates like that weird dissonance of like, oh, this adult person that's like maybe two years younger than me is just my kid, and I'm cool with that, and I'm just gonna act like a totally competent parent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's clearly you can see. You know, the the plot is not about it doesn't have room for all of those individual children doing that, so they just smooth it over and kind of contrive it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, like, I do get, you know. Um, I can see how you can look at that and say, okay, well, the story could be a lot better if it's just Lucina, and you can give it time and, you know, develop it out, but they're, you know, then you'd lose the other children. So, there's a reason for it, you know, it's a a give and take, but it's very noticeable when you do their paralogues, or especially their supports, that they just kind of hopped in from nowhere and everyone's cool with
0: it all right um i don't know i'm i'm kind of struggling with where we should go from here now what uh, uh sh- should we start talking about gameplay stuff or do you guys want to keep focusing on story
2: uh, I, guess, I, I think we, think have we still already, have a lot of VOM stuff we yeah, about. yeah I, I guess sort of the, true
4: the, the, the last i guess sort of the last sort of major thing would be uh uh, we, we'll, we'll skip over the rebels involved because that's that's really like not not nah,
0: <laughs> not too critical to stuff. What, so like let, let's. Four let's of
1: your seven chapters there are about
4: yeah. the rebels. Well, uh, let's see. You've got series cha- chapter, then the chapter you get betrayed, and then Yenfei's chapter. So three.
3: You got the uh, guy with the big beard who just makes beard puns. Just, got that? Yeah, Cervantes.
1: Oh my God! Yeah. Oh so God, the that's, that's bomb the villains villains guy, right? Are so disposable.
4: Yeah. Like, Say what really
1: you are. will about Validar, but he's got charisma. Like, was- mm-hmm. I
2: care yeah. more about his existence than Excellus.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, sure. I guess then, sort of the really made last major thing for us to talk about would be uh, Walhart
1: and sort of his conflict, sort of personal conflict with Krom. It's a shame that he doesn't have a better design because it's really distracting. But I do see what they were going for. Uh, you know, Krom is struggling with his daddy issues, because his dad was a mass murdering asshole. And Krom's now murdered a lot of people himself, too. So he's got to kind of struggle with his place in the world. Uh, You know, balancing that history with Emeryn, who, you know, her her way had its benefits, but she also died. And then they had to win the war by running their swords through people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a big conflict for him. And he has to kind of struggle with that. And here is this like manifestation of the the murdering Conqueror, you know, it's, uh, I think it would have worked a lot better if they had annexed Phlegia, because then it would really be shining a mirror up on Krom's own actions and showing the road he kind of could be going down. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's not, like, Krom is not really rationally worried that he's going to become Walhart. It's just kind of like a, oh, this is a thing, I need to deal with this. And I think that weakens it a lot. Um, They also have a whole thing where, like, Uh, Walhart's men are, like, super insanely loyal to him, which Mm. also you could kind of draw the parallel with Krom, although I don't think the game does. I could be wrong about that. Although you Um, do have
3: villains like Excellus who are, like, constantly planning to, like, undermine him or try to use subterfuge to maneuver around what what he would want to do.
1: Yeah, if you've got a portrait, uh, you're not loyal at all. But, you know, all the (laughs) faceless masses apparently are. Uh, even the even the rebels are apparently cool, just fucking changing sides on a dime, um, and spawning with those fucking same turn reinforcements <laughs> and military. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're getting there.
4: there.
0: We're
1: getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there.
3: I mean, I, I there's one thing I do want to give big props this arc for, and this is something that's very I, I identify as like classic Fire Emblem storytelling is when they mm-hmm. actually. They talk about a battle and they show you like the in-game battle, like cutscene graphics. They they've done this in a lot of games. Like you have it when uh, zephiel attacks yeah, Cecilia cool. in FE6 and FE7. You have Jafar taking out Leah. Uh, here you have Walhart fighting against uh, Basilio and I can't remember Flavia, Flavia is that her name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have her doing the pair up. He gets a zero percent chance crit. Like I I really like when Fire Emblem does that. They did a lot of that, like the Black Knight in FE9 and 10. And I, I, I will give props to Awakening for showing his overwhelming power that way instead of just going, oh, he's so strong. It's like, oh, you get to see the cutscene where, oh, shit, Basilo, this big beefy axe dude does like four damage to him. Yeah, he is yeah. pretty strong.
1: That's a cool touch. They lose points for lying to you, though, which I guess FE6 <laughs> also did. <laughs> All in of them the kind of spoof it to Yeah. Um, And that's kind of the one way in which this arc tries to tie it into the, like, changing your fate thing. Because Basilio is like, I'm going to go lead the suicide mission. And Lucina's like, no, you can't. This is what killed you last time. And he's like, meh. And then he goes and the game shows you him dying. And then later he comes out and he's just like I didn't somehow somehow Basilio has returned and everyone's like oh. reasons. Yeah. I,
3: I don't remember yet because I haven't. Lucina
1: warned me it. and that helped with the axe buried in my chest. I, I think I, I, I knew think it that was, was part of it. We'll we'll, we'll get
2: to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he hit himself more, more to repair to himself.
1: To <laughs> like the beats of that are not bad. I don't think. Like you know, Lucina's saying this is hopeless. You are guaranteed to lose because of future stuff. And he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyway." That's that's on theme. That's cool. Hmm. Um, you know, they, I think maybe he could have just disappeared, or then you lose the battle cutscene. I don't know. There there was another way to I go. I feel there like they could have faded out.
3: They could have faded out from like the final blow and just had him go like. Ugh! Yeah, and then you have Flavian in the next cutscene who's like, "He's effing dead!" Thing. Oh my god! how I
1: bar mean, was draining, but he wasn't dead yet. Hmm. And then they healed him in time.
4: Uh, I don't, I don't think they'd have the tech for that though. In yeah, the time <laughs> to cut mid, mid battle.
3: No, I feel like they could have, they could have stopped it after like the first, maybe the first or second exchange. After he does like the, like what he does, the she hits, he gets the parry, gets the defense from the pair up. Maybe that would have been the mm-hmm. point to. Go back and to then just scene cut mode. Cut over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I, I, I appreciate them doing that. I love it when Fire Emblem games do this. I'm a big fan of when JRPGs can tell their stories through their gameplay systems. And Fire Emblem yeah. has traditionally been pretty good at that at points.
1: Yeah. And it also has the benefit of making all of the gameplay around it feel more real because you're seeing story beats in it. Like, it's, it's not abstracted. This is how it works.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or it's not as abstractive as you thought, anyway. Mm hmm. It's a nice touch. Um, there was I. I actually wrote a note about this because I beat Walhart today. Um, there's a really weird moment afterwards where Walhart dies and Prom is like, "Oh man, you know, he sucked, but he was just trying to do the right thing." And Frederick's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? This guy was like a mass murderer. He didn't do anything right, and we put him down like a dog because we had to." And Prom's like, "Oh yeah, I guess you're right." Um, well, that, I that's. Uh,
4: I would. Uh, did you have? Did you have Kram actually fight Walhart? In both chapters, or did you just move? Does with that Krom change and... the dialogue? No, I didn't. Well, yeah, there. Uh, Walhart and Crom have sort of specific battle dialogue that sort of. Goes... Oh wait, actually, I
1: did. I guess I just forgot about it, though.
4: Yeah. So. Uh, that that, that would I would say that that sort of also sort of expands upon you know Crom's sort of conflict with him, where Walhart sort of sees Crom as sort of just a go with the wind guy who doesn't actually have any of his own principles. And that he you know mm-hmm. he's just doing what you know his sister would want or what his or what his father or father's idea or whatever, just god's traditions. And that that's essentially what Walhart sort of hates about Crom is that he's just sort of doesn't have ideas of his own and is just mooching off the ideas of his uh, others.
3: I mean given given the whole situation with Plagia, yeah, I mean he maybe he's got a point.
1: Yeah. Well, that, 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 you by, fight, why My you... Awakening rewrite. Um, well, that Krom annexes Plagia, and then Walhart comes to liberate it from them. Boom.
4: There you go. Back well, back that that's fight. that's also one of the things. Crom uh, doesn't actually have a retort to Walhart, calling him saying he basically has no ideas of his own, and Krom essentially just comes back. It comes back in the next in chapter twenty when you fight him the second time, with, with the resolve. I'm going to defeat you because I'm because that's what I I stand for and my beliefs, and not whoever else's. So within that chapter, Com f- sort of figures out what he wants,
3: which is
0: yeah. just to kill him.
2: Well,
4: <laughs> <laughs> the reason well, to it's, kill him. it's like in, it's like Brandon.
3: it's like men like him have to be stopped.
2: Yeah, people, yeah. people. It's like a shame him... that they have that they have that hidden in um, battle dialogue that you may just not see because. Someone else I think, kills him instead I think part of, of it, why? Tom
3: Keegan, is that we don't get a, enough of Walhart, and we get too much of his lackeys or like the whole rebel yeah. conflict for four chapters. Yes. It would have been better if we got, got more
0: Wallhart. They build I him think... up a lot, but there's not much actual like dialogue between him and the characters. This is I mean, kind Wal- of a Walhart's pervasive only... fire
1: emblem problem because every chapter has to have a boss. And it feels really cheap when you kill the boss six or seven times. It feels cheap when you kill him twice, but I, they still got that much out of it
3: if only uh, there was like a, a reoccurring villain like, maybe maybe if there's like a mm-hmm. reoccurring villain who is like wearing cool black armor and had multiple conflicts <laughs> with like the characters <laughs> and was pervasive sure. in the story if only a character like that, had, that could be done I mean, you
1: could have walhart show mm-hmm. up for a map conversation at the start Which and then walk i think away. they should when have did that like every chapter yeah,
0: yeah that's that's what i'm saying he doesn't need to be the boss every single time but he can still be like a driving force of the story
1: I guess the, yeah. The all of that his would... forces are completely reactive, mm-hmm. like ex- unless they're trying to betray him. Like the Exilus does stuff with the rebels, but he just he's just Orcus on his throne, and then he True. goes down like a chump.
0: He is a good unit in Heroes now, though. So have you have you <laughs> considered this?
1: Honestly, the more I ha- like, I think Darren's idea is a good one. I think he should be like going undercover on the battlefield. Like he doesn't trust those idiot generals. And then he's like a black knight enemy that you can't kill and have to like maneuver around. But that would you be something
2: done right, you do it yourself. How, how would that man go undercover? That. I think that would be difficult.
3: <laughs>
0: Magic.
1: could <Yeah, laughs> wear okay, black it's... armor. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh. You never know. I would I, to be fair,
3: I love the idea of there being like this mysterious, like not necessarily maybe he's like the red knight. Maybe you don't see what Walhart looks like. He's wearing like, you know, fo- like he's wearing a helmet. You don't know what he looks like. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, the my best general, the red, the crimson knight." And then <laughs> in the cutscene, he's like, "I'm my best general.
2: <laughs> Everyone else sucks." Yeah.
3: That's really
0: funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's my awakening. Really so right? can
0: you? Because, uh, like I said, I, I had to skip through the story just to make sure I played everything, just with with IRL stuff, but. What I I do not remember. I did not remember that there were two Wellhart maps. How and why does he come back? What what's no, the it's, reasoning? It's, there? it's just a fire so
1: thing. You, you kill fight him once outside
4: of his castle. You fight uh-huh. him outside of this castle. You defeat him, and then he retreats back into the castle. And then you then you fight him on his throne.
0: Okay. So sort so, it's sort
4: of it's it's enough it's enough sense where like all right you beat him once and you know. Scurries away to what? make a final stand. Which D- does does
0: Walhart have any other motive than I want to conquer, or is that is it just like I want territory?
3: It's cut. Co- <laughs> it, it seems to be more from a place of his ideal world of a world without conflict needs to be united as like one country. Yeah, okay. one of, like one nation. One of
4: those like uh gods. Gods are co- gods are evil cause of conflict. You know, we must unite everyone to do their own thing without. Anyone Anyone else if you've, you've ever played do. Final Fantasy Fourteen, it, it's him... a
3: concept of the first villain from there, where if if men are to 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 change the status quo, they need to like surpass gods and do things themselves.
0: Okay, so J-R-P-G to be fair to him. The gods nonsense. on that
1: continent do kind of suck.
3: Yeah, I mean, Fire Emblem gods have a rough guys, history.
0: How do you guys feel about the actual character of Walhart? A- apart from you know his use in the story and everything, like, do you like him? Do you like his Design.
1: <laughs> the designs in this game like the yeah, armor are just awful this is the one that gave us like toilet brush armor and the yeah. weird collars it's like like the, the portrait like faces are totally fine they look great and the models like other than the hoof thing you know for 3ds are mm-hmm. really good but what the hell were they thinking with that armor oh my
2: god this game and fates were really bad with armor design and well, you see a lot I mean, it's because like, they're it's the, the,
0: the same artists role. so yeah. yeah it
2: is it's the same artists mm-hmm. so I, I really, I really dislike
3: like
0: the the Great Knight and um, Knight and General. I guess armor. I really hate all, all of those designs. I, I don't mind like the Great
2: Knight, but I don't the like too the, weird. the Knight General. The I just, too weird. For
0: see, it looks good because you're used to seeing Frederick. I just, um, I have Kellum in my That's playthrough. Fair. And I was doing some thief stuff, and he. Oh yeah, great!
2: Like default great knight armor is like really bulky, isn't it? It's like unnecessarily bulky. It's really bulky.
0: It's really bulky. Okay, yeah, it's the same. The actual armor is the same as Frederick's, but the thing is, it's no, it's not just the helmet. It's that if you remember, Frederick's armor is like you know silver and blue, and the little blue streak is is there on the horse. Uh, Kellum's armor is like orangish yellow, but the blue streak is still there on the horse. It just doesn't like match. It looks really weird.
4: Yeah, one of those limitations where they just keep the use the default color scheme for pretty much everyone. I think yeah. only uh, uh Stoli and Stahl, I think, have unique great uh great knight armor color. I and do. I they're
2: both paladins.
0: I would yeah, look, I do both...
2: see your point on the helmet. I yeah, don't care for the helmet one bit. It's an ugly helmet. Those, those it's a young. very ugly helmet. It's
3: like a it's like the ultimate circle buckle buckle helmet. But I
4: guess going back to your original point, Devin, uh I would I, I, I still like Walhart as a character. Just even, even beyond mean, you know. even beyond his uh story usage. I sure. just want another thing also get to his his support conversation with Mail Robin.
0: God, you... fucking Walhart support just the fact that we'll get to that next. <laughs> time. We'll, we'll get to that. Right.
4: Right. More more stuff to get to in part yeah. three, building up the list. But mm-hmm. that I, that's a very I I enjoyed that support conversation a lot. I think and he works.
3: I think out. he works as a as a villain, but he's not. He doesn't work as like a main villain. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a shame that we didn't get more of him in the core main story, because okay. oh, I think I think there's something there, I, and I also do like the archetype of like a, because he's pretty much hyped up to be like Alexander the Great, like he's this, yeah. he's won like every battle, he's conquered dozens of nations, and he has like so many resources and troops, and they like they like hype up how like when you hear his cavalry marching, it's like an earthquake. There's so many of them, they they really do a lot of lip service to that and it's a shame that because of the limitations you feel
1: it in gameplay too because that's well yeah we'll reinforcements unless you you have
3: magic users then you don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean him specifically but like those maps although i guess those the traitor rebels mostly so oh god we'll get to the fucking reinforcements (laughs) uh, i i I think
4: i think we i think we've pretty much covered all the all the I, oh, I guess know? so. It's, it's,
3: hey, hey, Devin, what do you know? It's the enemy's turn. I think their reinforcements are showing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about. It. Let's
0: yeah. let's talk about gameplay and map design. So, as I opened with, you know, ten whatever minutes ago, you guys said, "I don't know, Dev. You're, I think you're gonna be, you know, more negative next time." Oh my God, you guys were. A million times, right? I remember the same term reinforcements being bad in Awakening because that's something everybody talks about. Everybody remembers this stupid military map. I, I don't know why. That's just the, the first one I think of when I think of reinforcements in this game. But holy shit, they are so much worse than I remember them being.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. honestly, well, you know, like I honestly, I honestly didn't wanting... really struggle
3: with them that much just because of my. I think that's purely just because of my configuration because i had darja and and i had uh oh my god morgan as dark mages with nosferatu so
0: yep nice a lot of my thing is olivia the in some ways the weakest dancer in the series because there were some of those same term reinforcement maps i was like i'm just not going to bring her because i don't want to have to deal with like putting her in the exact right spot where i don't know where these enemies are going to show up then i have to
2: restart because she dies I think I gave her a robe forever ago, and it lets her like just eat a single hit okay. from wow, most that's a good things.
1: Yeah, shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I she'd like it's take like twenty nine damage, and she'd have like thirty two health. I I just and benched then her. Have enough I just speed to not double. <laughs> but yeah, that's honestly. what I'm saying. No, like, I like my double turn. Like
1: with rescue, you can dance someone and then rescue yeah. them. So that's Which, an of light which of is what but I care You can't do that. Yeah, I've got double
2: staff bot so it wasn't a big deal for me i could rescue and then rescue back it was not a big deal
0: i think maybe so, in some respects this is why there was that myth for a while in this community that like oh dancers are bad when you can just have another good unit because a lot of people's first game was awakening and uh, olivia is just kind of not i don't know not that suited <laughs> to some of the map design in this game after you get her
3: well, a lot of it in this part too, like chapters like the military. There's a lot of flyers, and in the, particularly uh-huh. the first Walhart battle, it's like a big field. So, sure. when the same turn when like that's a Paladin spawns in, he can pretty much just run up to. Yeah, Olivia she's she's or... just she's just boned. Yeah, I so it's partly the map really design exacerbates now. this. It makes this issue much worse. No, that,
0: that I mean that's that's primarily what I mean because a dancer is still a refresh unit. I mean, she has a sword, but that doesn't matter. Like the the functionality of the unit hasn't really changed. Changed. It's more just. It's not conducive to this game's map design <laughs> from the point that you get her onward.
2: Uh, you uh, Honestly, uh, didn't you, struggle with it personally. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't.
4: I, I didn't. I didn't have like an issue at all. Most because I did one memory. I sort of vaguely remembered on where where the same turn reinforcements would come from. And I definitely Other, other times it'd be like. I would just be able to finish it before the reinforcements would come. Yeah, because because yeah. pretty much all, all, of this, all of, all of this arc here is just defeat boss. So yeah, you,
2: I think uh, only, so you so can like rush
3: so I think yeah, the savory so, chapter is the only one where you need to route. Yeah. Yes. So, uh,
4: so then, right. so pretty much it's essentially, especially with like the Wal, the first Wallhart fight, you know, big yeah. field. Yep. But Walhart's also in the middle at the end of it. So you can not sort of also just sort of kill, pick off a few enemies here or there and then rush them down.
3: Yeah, that's what Bootstarja did.
4: <laughs> yeah, the Boots.
3: She was like, LOL, I have Nosferatu. I was a Dark Knight and have all those skills. Now I'm a sorcerer with Nosferatu. You can't kill me. <laughs> yeah. for that's, so, that's Nos, that's Nosferatu, fair. very strong. I don't I have anyone using Boston. Dark Magic. So.
2: Yeah, that's your, that's that a, was your mistake. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, Henry,
0: I have Henry, but I've been trying to get him Life Taker, but it's been taking... Fucking forever. I mean, honestly, I, 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 don't
2: even do it. it it's yeah, actually, it, a waste. I just it, went. I went for for Muriel. I went through Sage and just went straight to Sorcerer and didn't even bother with anything else. Yeah, and I don't plan on getting her any anything else. She doesn't need anything else because Sorcerer's yeah. so broken. Though can just fair can just completely invalidate half of their map design. Because I think, and this not this is die.
0: this is something I felt for a while. Everybody loves the whole, you know skill stuff in this game and it is a lot of fun but it's it's in except in rare cases i feel like in some ways it's almost just you're better off just keeping the units in the class that they like are perform the best in you know what i mean i don't know yeah
3: I, there, it depends on where you are in the story there's yeah like there's, depends there's on definitely, what you're classing into like there there is def- i think part of it too is not hanging on to classes longer than you need to unless yeah. you're like trying to yeah. get like a level 15 second pr- uh, promoted class skill like yeah. if you like if you're in a base class there's no reason once you hit 10 to switch to something else there's
0: yes yes
3: you're you're better off mixing and matching then so i think that's part of it like i had tharja as a dark knight for a while and that was to purely get life just to, on yeah yeah purely to get yeah. a couple skills and it was nice to be able to train her up and get boost to some of the uh, like her like her defense and her speed and whatnot. Sure. And, you know, horses are nice. It's nice to have a horse. I they wish are. Dark Knight could use dark magic. Sadly, right. the designers disagree with me. Uh, that that so would only sorcerer, make sense. Sorcerer only gets it. But, uh,
2: <laughs> it would also be yeah. kind of busted to have Nosferatu on, like, an eight-move unit that's designed. Well, yeah, they can, yeah
3: you
0: but you we have, have force in this that. game.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like clearly, clearly that was not their their mentality. I don't think they thought it would be too strong because they let Nosferatu exist to begin with. So
2: yeah, well, I think fair, you guys it's... just value Dark Knight way more than I do because I haven't even touched the class.
4: Yeah, and also and to to Life Taker
2: too. Mm-hmm.
4: To, to be fair, Nosferatu. This is Nosferatu here is pretty much the same as it was in previous games. Well, restoring fifty percent. So it's just they took it from before and it just didn't translate well into awakening or into awakening well here's the thing in like other games it's it so much
3: more it's so Describe. much more inaccurate to use yes and it's Whereas very in this heavy game, if I with remember pair up so. you can like make up for the skill gap super easily and yeah. in other games like the dark magic was super heavy so mm-hmm. not often like druids or shamans could double even and even like the- flux
0: was very heavy if I remember a lot of the, yeah. the dark magic ones are
3: they're generally heavier so on average you might not be able to double against like a like a sword master but here if you have yep. darja teamed up with like male robin or whoever she'll be able to double everything and have like a million skill and defense and whatnot and then it is very perk strange of, oh i got hit i got healed for 50.
0: yeah it is very strange to me that they bring back dark magic but for some reason there's no light magic in this game
1: I, guess, I don't really know
0: why, but you know. I, I
4: guess for them it was sort of like, what what do you do to make like magic special? Because because this game also has the anima, the fire, thunder, and wind, and sort of goes back to the same problem there. But like,
0: there's, no right, like, there's no triangle. It's like so then it's
4: like that's like why. No, Well, there was the triangle, they had the triangle in Path of Radiance. Yeah. Oh,
3: there is that? that yes, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is it okay? It's not yeah. super impactful, it's not yeah, like back in like FE7. The weapon where
1: triangle is already not super difference. impactful, but the magic triangle, all yes, of your you mages know. have high <laughs> resistance, so yeah. they're never yeah. going to be the best one to attack them, so right. it rarely matters. Mm-hmm. So,
4: I guess they didn't really differentiate uh, the regular fire, wind, thunder much, so then. The what what would they do to differentiate?
0: Yeah, light they magic? made they made fire yeah. essentially useless because it's like wind has the niche use, you know, to to deal higher damage to flyers, and then thunder is just the best. <laughs> like it's kind of yeah. it's kind of funny.
4: <laughs> yeah, another one of those things that they held on to for other
0: reasons. For, for attacking... those, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, for those who don't remember, so, Wind has the lowest might, but it has effectiveness against Flyers. Fire is the middle, and Thunder not only has the highest might, but it also has an innate crit chance, so it's like, why would you not use Thunder?
1: Uh, Maybe it's slightly... Hit. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: like Every it's time it's they technical... differentiate Magic, there's always a clear winner. Like, right, it's Thunder, like it was this one, and in uh, the Radiant games, It it's was thunder win again. by a country mile, and, uh, Genealogy. Yeah, everything yeah. else is stupid heavy. Uh-huh. But you know, at the same time, like usually mages can use. Uh, what's the word? I will
0: me. say they differentiate it in the GBA games, and I don't know. I, I mean, I guess Anima is probably the best on average, but there's there's no really definitive best Anima Light um, Dark Magic in those games. I would say maybe I'm wrong, but
1: I mean, Light uh... just kind of has lower might. So,
0: higher yeah, chance. but it has, you know, it has the crit chance, which is mm-hmm. probably not and as sacred good as stones. You mind. got Slayer. It's true,
3: it's like, just that's that's bishops. That's more of the class than the weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Than the but yeah. it, but they're like inextricably tied in that system.
0: Dark is really fun, I think, just because it has all these weird, crazy effects, but it, it does have the drawback of usually being very heavy. But unless dark dark unless, magic is cool,
4: unless you're an Fe6, which then it's. Heavier, yeah, then, but still then, technically not heavy at all. Where nine with a body rank and use Nosferatu with no speed penalty, yeah. it's too yeah. heavy for Sophia. Oh, yeah, it's too heavy. But for you know,
1: Sophia. so is a stiff breeze. So. Yeah, a lot of things are too heavy. He can't Sophia.
4: handle the weight,
1: <laughs> you're gonna have to
3: carry that weight.
1: All um, right, um, shall we take a little detour into our podcast mailbag? Sure. We should, we
3: but I do want to mention, because we didn't really talk about paralogues last time, and they're going oh, yeah. to this segment. Oh, yeah. so I just want to quickly dabble on, fuck child paralogs. who the hell they decided suck. to yeah, balance these, when were they balanced for, am I supposed to do these at the end of the game, as soon as I get them, sometimes you know. start them, and you're like, what the frick, everyone here's like a level 10 promoted unit, what, a, what, what? It's, this child's gonna get murdered in like a turn that I have to go protect. Do
0: they do they not scale with yeah. your chapter progression because nope. for some yeah, reason I thought fate. they did that's, but in that's, fate, in it's they only
3: fake
4: because, because it it's so bad it's, here it's so bad here here it's meant to scale based on when you recruited the mother because you know' they're, they're saying that because you know he had he had Cynthia and Jerome's paralogue uh, right and Jerome's no, that uh, Husser had that. Daron has. Yeah, I got those
1: you know. too.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, had noir, noir, I have Noir. I have Kijel. Yeah, Noir, yes, yeah, very high level. Kizel, I don't think is as high level, but instead they make her have a one v one duel or lock her away at the top to fight. Hers is some like huge, people.
1: isn't it? It's like a giant mansion.
4: And it's a fort, I think. You can of it's, Nas, it, who's yeah. in a giant mansion. Yeah. Naz yeah. is, is, right. is, is more annoying.
0: Naz is, is obnoxious. Bad. I tried doing it as soon as I unlocked it, then I I did it like yeah, twice. No, I'm like, nope, no, not doing yeah, this. No. Huh. I'm yeah. Done.
4: yeah, and then Inigo's is... Uh, I still haven't yeah. done it, even though Same. i Same. I'm, I'm, I'm probably
2: going to but... try it. I think that's the next chapter I'm going to try and do is Inigo's and to see if I can... Brute force it with like nose for auto abuse, but uh,
0: that's cheating and grinding. Actually, because you didn't on, on you haven't uh, drafted that character, Keegan. So to suck.
2: I'm gonna do it anyway, and
1: you this, can't this
0: stop me. This will not go on the you uh, this you can't stop this, me. This, this will not it go on the Fire leaderboards.
1: <laughs> most of the child characters into the kind of S archetype, like it's it's making it very difficult for you to get them as soon as you can. Sometimes it's not physically accessible until you get a little further in the story. Yeah, um, you know, so it's pushing it. you to get them late but they're usually not good to go right away so then if you want to actually use them then you you know you have to brute force your way through the paralogue, which like we all can do now but it's annoying and a lot of people yeah. can't especially you know playing awakening and in the intended audience um, it's just not then,
0: fun man like i can yeah. do it and i can reset a couple times if i need to but I- i'm at a point now it's like i i just don't want to do that <laughs>
1: i didn't need jerome's i remember
0: i put
2: off yarns for quite a bit because i wanted to do like because his the gimmick with his is like there's two different armies and you can Mm -hmm. choose to fight one or the other or both and i was like i'm gonna do both because there's money attached and i want money and they just like throw like 40 enemies at you
0: this is another thing with as i was saying i think in some situations it's like you said keegan you know with um Muriel, it's almost worth just like doing the the you know optimal class route instead of just like focusing purely on skills. Um The kids, a lot of the kids are really good just because they have like the parents' bases plus yeah. you know plus some other weird formula, blah blah blah, and and usually good bases other than just growths.
3: Um, yeah, like but, Gjell, but when I got her, she came. Loaded with skills, and I was yeah. like, "All yeah. right, let's was... get you into, let's get you where you need to be as a wyvern lord, like right away." Because yeah, that you was... got the skills; that's... you just need, you just need some boosts, and you're good to go. And she's like yeah. ridiculous as a wyvern lord right now. Yeah, well,
2: that, that... that's basically what I did with Laurent too. I got him a Tome Fair from Muriel. I just went straight to Sage, and then I gave him Miracle from from Libra. So nice. he just has Miracle, Vengeance, Dark Mage, Nosferatu, it's broken. It's stupid. <laughs> I won the game already. Roll uh, out the red carpet. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, wh- I was gonna kind of say something the opposite, where I was gonna say sometimes, at least with some of the weaker kids, or if you don't have those skills allocated yet, it's like, why even bother, man? Just use the parents. Even if the growths in, like, stats can end up higher, it's almost like, the the units in Awakening are so busted to begin with. Sometimes yeah, I feel like I'd rather time, just use what I have. That's
1: what I got with Cynthia. Uh... <laughs> because her mm-hmm. father was Gaius, who I have, like, he's bad enough that I haven't been able to use him much, so he's just been a backpack.
0: Yeah. yeah um, right.
1: Which meant that Cynthia which starting stats were awful.
0: Everyone is a backpack at, at, at some point in this game. The way I play Awakening at this point, I, I'm assuming it's like this with you guys, you know, with my team of eight or whatever, it's actually just four units. <laughs> like, everyone's paired up, and then yep. you just have four super, super units.
4: I, I think one of your, the problems where you're coming from with kids is you have you have Knopf, you did who, who who you can't <laughs> who, who can't really get, and then Brady who starts as a staff unit, who physically can't do combat. Yep. So that you 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 have you have sort of that disadvantage there. But then you look at. Say Morgan, who
0: we, ha- who we did have more control Yeah, but over we have there. this weird restriction on Morgan. So it's like, <laughs> well, you, I get Morgan you uh,
3: yet. My I Morgan like a is a badass sorcerer. Because Tharja was I, Morgan's mother. I don't even oh, have Morgan
0: yet. I haven't even gotten Morgan yet. Darren played out the uh, the OTP here. He's marrying the waifu Tharja. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I announced that last time too. Darren, do you, Darren, I have the
0: do you, best.
3: <laughs> Big air yeah. quotes.
0: Darren, do you have that do you have that uh that Tharja statue of her presenting you know, on your desk next to you? No, I Is that I, what's gave in that, your room? I gave that no, to Bra- it- I gave that
3: completely I I gave that to Brock after one time when uh, my mom came into my room and that was just out. It was just Wait, out. did you actually have it? I did. I got it for like oh dirt God. cheap on eBay. Yeah, yeah. He
4: yeah, he told the story last episode. <laughs> did yeah. He, I, I did I, I have like a fever cheap. dream? I
0: didn't remember yeah, that. Uh, yeah, you yeah, don't I don't remember, rarely, this but
4: you we were definitely present. <laughs> I, I also
0: remember re listening to the episode and don't remember it from well, well, you didn't listen it <laughs> very well.
2: Huh? Clearly, he had a fever
0: so, dream. You reliving. know, if anyone she wants
3: did. to reply on Discord, which you know we have EmblemCast, we have a Discord. If you want to go there and confirm for us in any of the chats that Devin's crazy, and I definitely talked about the Tharj statue, you should let us know. Sure. Yeah. You, you can know, even do you, it you
1: in can. our patented "fuck Devin" channel, uh, <laughs> yeah is available to everyone who comes on. For now you know we might make it patreon exclusive yeah you gotta <laughs> so, put it behind the panel
0: darren got the statue. statue for cheap because it was a little sticky but that was okay it came out pretty clean <laughs> by the end
1: speaking of our discord um it's the also a place bad. to send in questions uh for the show and we yes. have some for you today that we're gonna go over yeah uh, so, I think a good uh, first one, starting point, uh, from CS Wins, uh, who's a patron of ours. Cody. Our boy. Cody. Uh, how do you like the auction draft compared to Snake Style? I love it.
0: That's yeah, a lot I of hate fun.
1: It. You you only hate it because you, you didn't do it No, fuck you, I hate it. You're just mad because Keegan. you can't you fucking can't... Hyrule Jill twice. Like, yeah, twice. No, fuck you, you I asshole. hate
2: it. What, you're going to hop on this too, motherfucker? That's the yeah. game you want to play? I mean, I like it from a am going to get where dogpiled because I, I rolled a 1 in 5 twice.
3: I think there's two yes. mindsets for this. With a normal draft, sometimes you just have to fly by the seat of your pants because you can't get like a super strong unit that you're aware of, or it makes you, when you can choose earlier on, you have to prioritize certain units. So it does get some new experimentation. But I think I like drafting in this bidding format a lot more, in the auction format, just because... There's more strategy to it, or there's more mind games, and it's more interactive versus just... I think I said good on the the mind but you really,
1: more than the regular format, you really see who's a priority to whom. Because in a regular draft, you know, there's who you like, and that'll sway things. But mostly it's like, who is the optimal character with the pool that I have right now for Mm -hmm. me? You know, but with this one, you can kind of be like, yeah, you know, I'll put 200 down on whoever, because I like they're whatever um you know and you can kind of scoop up the bad ones or you can be like no i'm cordelia ride or die and do it that way you know (laughs) right
0: like you get to
1: see people's preferences (laughs) i think it's more fun i will say
3: Darge has been worth every penny every virtue. you can also make
1: a plan in a way that you cannot uh in snake draft
0: Mm -hmm. and you have to sort of adjust to it which i guess you do in snake draft but but still there's more strategy and I think on top of that, I really do like the snake draft format. Like I'm sure we'll, you know, eventually do another I mean, snake We've draft. done it
3: for a lot of a lot of retrospective yeah. episodes. It's it's many. it's
0: not like dead forever after this. But I, I will say, kind of adding on to what you were saying, Darren, um, not only is it kind of more fun in the actual drafting process, but I think because it is much more interactive, it makes it more conducive to like an entertainment podcast show format like we are. Like again, it's it's you know we're all biased because we're obviously the people recording these episodes but listening back to it the the auction draft was a lot more fun to listen to than some of the previous drafts i think
1: and listeners don't have to like mentally keep a list in their head of who's left in the same way because it's just like for now it's just about this character you could try Mm -hmm. to remember everyone's money but you don't really have to and it doesn't matter
0: yeah it doesn't matter
4: yeah and you can sort of like Vaguely keep, tra- vaguely know who who's still on the board to come in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see in the future. I have a feeling a game like you know whenever we get around to Shadows of Valentia, that's a really good auction draft game. I think.
2: Um, Never doing an auction mm-hmm. draft with you people ever again.
0: You don't uh, think so, Chef? I, don't, I, don't, I feel like it works Valentia. better
3: I, for games with, like, children where there's, like, lasting consequences to it. But a, does it work it, for Fates?
0: Because, I mean, it depends I'll, how we do the Fates.
3: For... It'll
4: depend how we do Fates. It's, yeah. more, it's more for Valentia. Valentia's just sort of hard to draft in general, just because, for five people. Yeah, it's got have full this, deployment. So. It's full deployment, and also the two routes. So it's, like... I feel like the way weird for us to do that with five The way
0: we do Fates, I feel like has got to be like we do Birthright, then we do Conquest, or you know, vice versa, and then maybe for Rev because we're gonna have to talk about that eventually. <laughs> no, no. no here, here,
4: here's what we'll do. We'll, uh-huh. we'll we'll spin a wheel. All right. Yes. Like well, one person has to go to each route, and then just based on the wheel, whoever gets it, and then two nope. get to pick which route which which route they get to do.
0: No. Oh, that sounds no. great. I
1: call picker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want
0: to. You like gotta, you gotta win
4: the wheel. It'll be it'll be birthright, conquest, rev, Who's...
0: I'm not doing that because know, I already know I'm you. Everyone in this podcast and everyone listening knows that I would be the one to get revelation. I think like we know this is. Well, you, that, do you really
2: want to play the victim over me? I think yes. I'm allowed to pull a victim card on drafting more
1: than you. Here's an idea. What if we just don't play fates? We can just skip it. <laughs> oh god! After oh, doing god, Awakening,
3: guys. I'm curious to revisit it because I haven't touched Fates yeah, me in too. so long. Me too. Yeah, me either. And this time, and this time, I know for my health and sanity, I can just skip the story.
0: What we can do is we can wait like a <laughs> year and be like, "Oh shit, guys, fuck!" Like the the e-shop is down and we cleared our uh, our micro sd card on our you know 3ds so now you, we can't play it and you, nobody you, here oh it's okay Devin. Edition.
1: i've got the special edition i'll i'll mail you the cartridge
4: <laughs> don't worry Devin, i got your back Devin, you also say that as you're playing awakening on citra <laughs>
0: i don't know what citra is is that like <laughs> okay. I, I, what is that is that like a kind of pie or is that a fruit
1: yeah uh, it, you, yep yep it is a fruit
2: you're, you're yep. a good legal
4: answer
1: yeah. It's the fruit that they carve 3DSs out of.
4: Ah,
3: okay. (laughs) That makes sense.
1: Okay, uh, so next question also from Cody. Do you like promotions being locked behind items or in the Path of Radiance Radiant Dawn style? Uh, I'm a fan of the latter. The items let the game control whether you have certain promoted units on certain maps, and there is value to that, but it really sucks to get to level 20 and just be like, drumming yeah. your fingers or like you miss one chest on one map and you can just never promote someone. You know, it's huh. annoying. It's a lot less annoying when you can just like go to the wiki and like see when and where to get them, but it's still a little annoying. And if you're going in blind, it's extremely annoying.
0: I'm with you hundred percent because I think like thematically in the quote unquote purist in me wants to say like the old system, because I don't know, it's, it's cool having little individual items for everybody instead of, you know, this stupid golden little master seal that looks the same for everyone, but I I think it does help, because it's like, in particular it's what? It's FE6 that has the big guiding ring problem? Like, there's... You know, there's situations like that in some of these games that, that just make it frustrating. So... Especially it, for drafts,
1: it, like we play yes, all these games yeah. in drafts, and that makes it worse. And that is like us, you know, doing our own thing. But it's yeah. a way to play the game that it hampers.
3: I've said this before, um, but drafts drafts make us realize the greatest strengths and weaknesses of a game because it really uh, gets <laughs> yep. that pronounced. Yeah. Forward to yeah. Radiant Dawn. Imagine imagine <laughs> like
0: accidentally skipping that guidance chapter and then not being able to promote like Matthew or whatever in uh in you know FE seven. I guess it's not that big of a deal, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> it's like this is your one opportunity. It would be what cool if you're in a
1: draft and you're that. bad at drafting and you're relying on Matthew? God, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how I mean. would that even Whatever happen? you know what I, I mean? Do, I
4: imagine if you yeah. like how did like Willingly drafted Rebecca, and you know it's got.
2: Yo, that'd be crazy in the middle and of the game. To,
3: to be fair, in a lot of cases here for these uh, item-based promotions in uh, previous games, like in a lot of ca- for the most part, outside of like you know situations like Matthew and with the fell contract, they do give you a good amount of promotional items, and in in some cases, like in FE7, there's eventually a like a one. One and be all promotional item in the Earth sale too. Sure, to but there's yeah, it's there, one of like,
1: those things where it's it's pretty rare that it really affects things much. But when it does, it's almost always in a way that yeah. makes it annoying for you. Like us. for
3: usability's sake, I think always just having the ability to go past level twenty to twenty one to get the promotion that it should just be a no brainer because like you know in, in 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 a way leveling to twenty is like a punishment in of itself because it takes so long versus missing the item that you need. Yeah. I'll, and I'll, it's I'll also be...
1: worth noting, you know, those items existed in uh, Path of Radiance. I think Radiant Dawn 2, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, and you they... could use them at level 10, you know, if you wanted to promote early. Uh, couple, usually most people just kind of sell them. Us. But, like, uh, for healers, it's really nice to level 10 promote for certain units, you know.
0: Yeah, gotta get Sonic Sword Mist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Myth. <laughs> I use it on Mist, like, every time, because, like, yeah. God, why would you go up Mist to 20? Yes.
4: Yeah. I'll be I'll be a rebel and say I prefer uh, location-based promotion like FE4 or Shadows of Valencia. Oh, oh yeah, that was uh, those are fun. I'll, I'll be a rebel. You have, you know you still get the general timing of when you when and where you can promote while a little bit of the freedom freedom of level twenty promotions and that you That's... can still go pat you you're technically not hard capped by. A you level. know what, Stefan? Yeah.
3: You're right. Echoes is the best. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's,
0: that's In, not in this something... one specific case, Echoes is the best at <laughs> That's yeah, not I'll something I think I'd want. FE4. Yes, and FE4, but that's not something yeah. I think I'd want for every game, but the fact that there's a couple games that do it, it's like, yeah, that's cool. You know? I, I don't know if it needs to be a series staple, but it's it's a fun little change of pace when they do it, and it is cool thematically. Like the little statues and stuff in and, and Shadows of Valentia, those are, those are neat. Or Leventon,
3: Real talk, bring back frickin' bonus experience. That would have been great for some. Oh, yes. yes.
1: Oh, my God. The that is was great. so good.
3: Yes. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like bonus experience. Oh, that. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> <fair. Chef laughs> the contrary. I, I, the I love it for those units that are a pain in the ass to raise. Oh, You know, yeah. some units yep. are meant to be a pain and just left to the dust.
0: <laughs> of history. Speaking speaking of uh, pain in the ass units, I guess we should go on to Cody's yeah. third question here, which is, who do you think is the best child? Uh, so, like, I've never
1: gotten
0: all the,
4: the children. Well, so there's, there's Morgan, and yeah. then, like, another yep, the tier down. The, the uh, other way of looking yeah. at
3: this is, you know, oh, I think who's, who's the character. best? As in, the best, or who do you like most as a character? Oh, who who, who, do you who who's the best character?
1: Probably it's gameplay, obviously Morgan
3: yeah
4: morgan's yeah, who, pretty... as a kid kid though character kid though just like like i think who, who, who lucina i like lucina I I guess a lot lucina.
3: uh i think jerome's also pretty good too he's got like you a like, bad like, you like vibe Batman? going on Batman. yeah I, I enjoy that but i think lucina's she gets the most development she has yeah, a lot she's of, a, she's... especially in the third like the third arc she gets a lot more play uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. I know. Not I, I'm not going to talk clear. about it now. I'm just saying that she yeah. gets a lot of good <laughs> moments in the back half, and it's uh, and none of the other kids really get that because they're not mandatory. You know, special mention to Owain for being an edge lord, I guess. Oh
1: yeah,
2: Owain was funny. I forgot about him. <laughs> Owain is great. He he is great. Actually, he's probably like
3: me, kid. and he's probably a fan of the Black Knight.
2: Yeah, yeah he, he definitely is a fan of the Black Knight.
4: I mean, you know, he's got special attacks so that just names off the game. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he, could, he could just have a Black Knight strike. We don't know? Yeah. Good Oh,
1: Eclipse Slash.
0: He
1: uses uh, Ares' sword. He uses Mistletane. Uh, he doesn't yeah, yeah. know how to spell it, but... yeah. <laughs> hey, he tried his best, okay? He tried. But... He,
0: he doesn't strike me as a good speller. <laughs>
2: you know so, i
4: mean it's it's one of those things that's just like lost to history you know mm-hmm. you know how many times have we like found like some language that's like oh yeah this, this is is it, it's not spelled like this it's actually with like seven u's and an o
0: so you speaking know? about i guess not to, gonna
1: translate.
0: <laughs> to keep going rapid fire here uh speaking of weird weapons that are you know references to other games in the series uh hoshito <laughs> spelled correctly. Nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> respect. <laughs> um,
0: respect is uh asking right now, what are your guys' opinions on the random weapons and bonus you can find on each map/auxiliary battle, the glittery tile things. Do you find it spices up gameplay and grows interest in older games and newer players or does it break progression with bra- like Brave Swords in chapter 3? I-, I mean, like probably Somewhere in the middle? I, I don't know. You know, I'll say
1: this Awakening's maps often don't have a lot going on. So even though it's random, it is, you know, sort of fun to be able to calc out, like, oh, can I get someone to land there? And so Do you guys prioritize
0: them? Movement. Like, you know, all enemies are on the way. If they're yeah. on the yeah. way, then you're sure. Exactly. Yep. You know, it's, it's uh, but weird. yeah,
1: having random, really good items thrown out with no, like, it's not set in the middle of, early in the game, especially, but just kind of all the time. Awakening's pretty broken, so the fact that it breaks things is less of a big deal than it would be in a game that was not otherwise broken, but it's still, you know, those should be set spawns. You should be able to balance the game around, like, especially fucking weapons like Celica's Gale or, like, the, you know, uh, Orson's Hatchet, which you can forge up, and it's, like, this insane mega hand axe. Like, they're they're just, some of them give you, like, plus five defense. Mm -hmm. It's... It's, yeah. goofy. it's goofy. Uh, I love I, using them because
2: why not? But yeah. Yeah. No, at the it, same it, time, you'll have like the log and the ladle in the yeah. same pool. <laughs> and you could just, you could get like this super broken brave tome or this awesome hand axe sure. or like okay. these pseudo legendary weapons or, or wood. Or like 9xP. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or
0: hey,
1: get, like, yeah.
3: hey, we'll keep your, we improved your weapon rank for this weapon you're already maxed out in.
1: Yeah, we yeah. raise the uh, relationship between two experience. characters that you're not trying to support with each other, or that are married, <laughs> <laughs> or that are married already. Yeah.
4: So the, there's also, I guess, I guess on one end, it's also if you know if you don't have arms thrift, then a lot of the legendary weapons don't actually last that long. So like, solid, yeah, they're super low problems, uses. One mm-hmm. is like what twenty uses, right? So yeah, brave like weapon. So if you use it on like an enemy phase for like you know accidentally caught out then. It, that thing's just gone. gone. But when you get to the arms thrift usage, then yeah, then it's like, it's really good.
0: I got a, I got two, I think, katana's bolts really early game. If you guys know what those are, they're basically like killing oh, it yeah,
2: um, yeah, yeah.
0: Thunder tomes, which is is pretty, pretty busted on Robin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: for
3: sure. probably uh, they're a fun addition. I wish, I wish I had a bit more control over what I get. You're just, you're but, just salty but, about but logs. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of logs. I think thing. I uh, think
0: maybe a nice way to balance it out is like it's kind. It kind of feels a little bit strange when you know you, you have your magic user land on a space and you get like a legendary bow. I think maybe if it's going to give you a weapon, it should be for the like unit class that lands on it. Something that they can use. You know, a mage gets a tome, or a swordmaster gets a sword.
1: Yeah, and that would make your positioning more important, too. Yeah, yeah, it gives there. a little bit more okay.
3: strategy. But, but I think to... as is, it's totally fine. It's not... They're,
0: they're, they're yeah, I, mean, detracting from, I don't think have, it's detracting it's from the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: At the worst case, it's just inoffensive.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on this topic of weapons, we'll go on to Varen's next question, which is, how did everyone enjoy using... I think by the boldaxe he means bolt, right? Or yeah, is the there a weapon axe. called the yeah. bolt?
2: It's bolt T. The magic bolt. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm trying trying
4: to think through. I don't think there is a bolt axe. Yeah, Yeah,
1: bolt axe is the one headlining the new heroes banner.
0: (laughs) True. (laughs) Anyway, how did everyone enjoy using the bolt axe? Uh, How useful are special killing weapons like beast killer, armor slayer, etc. And draft? Um, I think it really depends on the weapon. Like in particular, armor slayer can be really useful. Beast Slayer, not nah, usually. I don't know if that's I your think guys' experience Beast Killer, experience was, uh, well. you, Beast Killer you, you, was
2: really you, nice in Valm. Yeah, you, that's you true. say that it's when it's a horse slitter, all,
4: all of, all of men is <laughs> just horses. That's
0: <sighs> yeah. that's that's a good point. Um,
4: Especially
1: yeah, the so horses and are they are they are? So So like Beast Killer and uh, Hammer or Armor Slayer go a yeah, long way. Just for,
4: forge up. That. Just pound them mm-hmm. pound down. Or but you in terms
0: of in terms of Bolt Axe slash also 11 Sword. Yeah, we haven't gotten Bolt Axe yet, but I, we can have 11 Sword at this point, I think. Um, I've got two. We have a
2: couple. Because it yeah. random yeah.
1: drops.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 11 Sword's dope. Bolt Axe is kind of less useful just because, you know, units that have magic stats generally can't use axes. Which... Wyvern Robin,
3: though.
0: Yeah, well, I guess Wyvern Robin. I mean, we'll get, get to Bolt Axe. We have,
3: like, War to, uh, Oh, throw yeah, of War priest.
0: <laughs> We'll get yeah, to Boltax Wyvern if we ever play Fates.
4: <laughs> excuse you, Boltax
3: Malignite. Get your, get your
2: glasses straight. Yeah, we gotta
3: have the fancy class names. Uh, I think excuse the me. different the different weapons that are like that are effective. I like using them and getting strategic use out of them. I hate it when they're used against me so much, especially if it's mm-hmm. a case where oh, this is a reinforcement. I didn't check his weapons.
2: Yeah, yeah. reinforcing effective hammer. weaponry, yeah, can be just really rude. It
1: yeah. makes there, sense. There is a, a point where someone showed
3: annoying. up with to Frederick with a hammer and I was like, uh oh, that's that's yeah. bad. Yeah.
1: Maybe this is just like a, you know, stop being such a lazy ass thing, but I think it would be nice if enemies that had like anything special, you know, they've got a skill or they've got an effective weapon or they've got unusually high stats, if they just had like a little glint on the map. And you could do one for all mm-hmm. of them, so then you know to go like check their stats. But like
2: Shout out to especially Fates Especially in that.
1: Awakening, you're not gonna be checking every enemy's stat screen all the time Fates unless did you hate yourself. Yes. Fates did that? Yeah. Oh. Fates cool. did with okay. um
2: if enemies have crit weapons, they have a little icon. If they have effective yeah. weapons, think they have a slightly different icon. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah, it's
4: yes. it's basically the system they have in Heroes where it's like you can if you click you can see oh who who's effective against who.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's. I it's, do
4: not
3: remember that. It's crazy. I, I yeah. never, yeah, I never that.
4: Yeah, but yeah, the red red is for cool. uh, effective weapons, and then a special orange arrow is if they have uh, a critical, uh, basically a killing edge, a high, high crit weapon.
0: You know, we knock fates a lot because it's fun to knock fates, but a lot of the specifically gameplay uh, changes they made in those games, you know, as sort of a refining of the awakening format, I think were really smart we'll, we'll it's get a lot to of eventually. stuff like
2: that that built into conquest being like one of the strongest entries gameplay wise in the series yeah it's uh, them doing these little things here and there to make those improvements on a decent formula that they put together with awakening yes. it's just
3: that whenever you have to read the dialogue your eyes bleed.
2: Yes,
1: yeah, but that's the downside. Oh my god! But we don't have to. We can just skip everything. Well, we'll, yeah, but we'll, we do a we'll stupid podcast.
3: We'll get to that. At least, show like catchphrases. <laughs> we'll get to that. Not
0: this episode. Next time. That's what I'm gonna name this episode. Whenever we, upload <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll,
1: Look, we'll do like, we'll do know. fates after we do three houses. No
2: god, no. Hey,
1: I, I've, oh. I've, got to, I've got the draft figured out for that. Don't
2: I'd, worry. I'd <laughs> rather do
0: Fates first, to be honest. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Bad. Maybe <laughs> Look, we should good, do our good things
1: are coming to us. We're doing Radiant Dawn next. That'll be nice. That'll be. No, we uh, I mean, we have decided. Uh, I
0: don't we'll, know we'll do it, but it Dawn
3: won't be nice.
1: <laughs> oh come on, what Radiant so much fun. Uh, what what I have
3: done <laughs> has been very mixed, but yeah. Uh, Let's move on to. Our, the last, our question. last question here? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Last one here is from Ralan Tyrion Lenos, who asks, with all the discussion to come on Awakening's map design, did the game change how we value map design as a whole? Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> was
1: anyone in it? Well, I think change how we value, like, that's kind of a community thing. Was anyone in the community before Awakening came out? By, like, me, a different amount of me. time? You were.
4: Were but were you were you active
3: on all the forums?
0: I wasn't. Yeah, I I, I, was not. I
1: generally looked up conversations
3: on like GameFAQs and stuff like that. I wasn't like right. I wasn't like an active poster, but I was someone who had an idea of what people in the general community f- felt like. I wasn't like super knee deep into it. And I was also, you know, I was making YouTube videos before yeah. Fire Emblem blew up, so you know, I was. I had my Just head in you were the there game. Before, I, it was cool. I, like, so when, were I, when I said about map design I, design like then? when I said Shadow Dragon was kind of boring, people got you know mad at me because they're like, oh my god, this is the greatest Fire Emblem game of all time. But uh, I wow. think, from my perspective of someone who's been around, I think Awakening made me realize, oh, I really like like the GBA games because of how the maps make me think differently, and I, I think. When you then go to like conquest, you're like, whoa, this plays so differently because I have all these other considerations about limited space or terrain that hampers me, or oh no, I can't put a flyer here, or oh yes, I can put flyers here. So and I think Awakening. Oh no, there's 37 ninjas. Yes, that's (laughs) that's also an oh no moment. Uh, But uh, I think Awakening made more of the general like like fan base or hardcore fan base like talk about map design more because I feel like before then people didn't always, like, acknowledge it and when talking about a game's strengths or weaknesses. And I think Mm -hmm. it's been more discussed since Awakening came out because we've had a lot of chapters that are just big fields that they say, get your flyers, go nuts.
0: Which we'll get to when we cover Shadows of Valencia.
2: (laughs) I I think Awakening (laughs) does a very good job at illustrating, like, Or at least pointing out to people like, oh, this is a bad map. And they're like, oh, I didn't Mm -hmm. like playing this. And then you can figure out what the problem was. Spamming horse reinforcements at you. Giant open field with nothing in it. You know, stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. like glaring obvious flaws that were pointed out that I think made people pay attention to. How glaring and obviously bad they were. Or it makes you
3: appreciate some of the early maps where you had where it actually had map design where you need to have those considerations, like with locked doors and stuff like that that are in like the first few chapters that quickly kinda go on the back burner for more of those big open spaces.
1: Other goals too. You know, awakening is only route and defeat commander. Uh, You know, I doubt anyone was talking about, like, the specific merit of having seize maps or defend maps before Awakening stripped the objectives down. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, but I doubt that was...
3: I think probably once we had fates, that became more of a thing, because that was a big talking point about mentioning the differences between the game. Like, like, you know, I think it's chapter 13 of... Uh, Conquesters. It might be chapter twelve or thirteen, where it's like the defend map on the uh, tier. 10. So that's, 10. 10. Mm, that's ten. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's like that's probably like minutes. one of the most discussed maps of that game, purely because of for its sure. design objectives. And mm-hmm. I yeah. think without Awakening, we
2: probably wouldn't have had maybe the appreciation for that. Awakening yeah. highlights yeah. the weaknesses, so we can appreciate other game strengths.
1: Yeah. And, and fate sincerely improved upon them. Like, you know, yes. so the lacking map variety, Revelation, uh, really, really took up the torch on that one.
2: <laughs> I said, hey, what so, if it went you know, crazy? Traveling you know. yeah. snow. Like, people liked our
1: games that were at like a seven, and Awakening was at like a two. So we're going to go to like 45. <laughs> that was the uh, process of Revelation.
0: Anyway, um... I guess with that, that's probably it for this episode. Uh, unless I don't know, do you guys have any, anything any else closing, to say? Any
3: closing, any closing thoughts on the Valm arc, the invasion arc of Awakening?
0: Kinda sucks.
1: It feels so <laughs> much like filler, and it's I like... enjoyed
3: it
0: very and it's much. Half, and it's
1: half the
4: game. <laughs> it took third of the game.
1: Uh,
4: I uh, mean, thirteen to twenty.
1: What What's yeah. the final
0: chapter? Tw- like 27? 26?
1: Something like that. Okay. It feels like more because the early chapters go very quickly, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, it's where you can clearly see that, like, Awakening was the kitchen sink game, you know, whether or not it was actually particularly likely to happen, the designers did make it like it could very well be the last one. They're throwing fucking Mm -hmm. everything in. They wanted to do a throwback to Gaiden, which, you know, in 2013 was cool and new, and now it's like we have Echoes. Why are you we have yeah. eight <laughs> chapters here? <laughs> we
4: have echoes. We remember guidance socks. <laughs>
2: yeah. We have
3: echoes. We remember that echoes is the best. <laughs> see
2: now see that, that people that, actually no.
1: know what the maps are like over there, they're like, oh, let's let's not go back, man. Actually,
2: conspiracy uh, theory time. The maps in Volm are so bad because guidance maps are bad. It's a nod to guidance. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah they, <laughs> I mean, they were so fake when the maps
0: Like, it's true. A couple of the maps, I think, are directly, at least portions of the maps, are directly ripped from Gaiden. Isn't that correct? From from Uh, some of the...
4: Justin Nigo's map is directly ripped
0: from Gaiden,
4: but there's also... It sucks! There's there's some other paralogs that are just ripped from other maps. Yeah. Yeah, like a bunch
1: of the fought Pass maps and like extra outrealm stuff is also from other games
4: yeah, yeah. well that, that that's more yeah. dlc which is like ah uh, yes fan service stuff but yeah lots of in terms of paralogs i think there's like one or two others that are just like directly ripped and then maybe one main chapter that may be ripped from another
1: mm-hmm. yeah but it's kind of funny because this game attracted this huge audience that had never touched another final game before they'd only heard of marth and roy and ike through smash They didn't know shit about anything else. And yet it is this big fan service game. Like, you know, especially because it got so popular as a result, it kind of, I don't know about created, but it definitely fomented the divide between sort of more casual fans and more serious ones that's like in a lot of fandoms and blah, blah, blah. We all know the story uh, because it was like eight years ago. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, it, it was made with love for the series. You can tell, like, you don't need to add, like, you know, Roy's third steel sword as a weapon in the game that you can get, and do that for, like, every character. I mean, Orson, Orson, the character you play for one map, has a, a unique named weapon after him. And it's a, it's good. Like, yeah, there's a lot of love for the series in here, uh, which is strange when you think about how much it came to represent a departure from the conventions of the series to attract a wider audience.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I guess the last thing that uh, people might want to keep in mind is what game should we cover next? Should we go to Fates next? Which I think obviously would be sort of a natural progression seeing as, as it's kind of the follow-up to Awakening, even if it's not necessarily narratively them being in Fateslandia or whatever the community is calling it now. <laughs> I
1: think no should we,
0: Yeah, should we cover... <laughs> Should we cover um, Shadow Dragon and its sequel New Mystery, or should we go to Radiant Dawn, which uh, no one agrees on doing? So we'll, it's just the other two more, options. Or,
4: <laughs> or should we set up the death match between me and Davin, who to Shadows of Valencia? I'd love to do that at some <laughs> point. Uh,
0: I, I, I also I, I think the death match is The stage has been set here. <laughs> I think yeah. At I mean, some that's point. the thing.
1: Like now, it's been long enough that it's not crazy to think about doing uh, Echoes. Or even three houses, like not next, probably, but like it's getting there. It's it's been a few years.
0: Time. Keeps I was also going to mention, probably not, you know, within the next draft or two, but at some point, I think it, it would be a decent idea uh, to consider re- recovering um, Fe Seven because that's been so long ago at this point, and it was one of our first episodes that you know, it's probably worth a revisit. We're better at this now, and supposedly. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it could I mean, be pretty you me cool. Now, it so that be, makes it,
1: it way be, better. Just kind of it could be pretty cool to
3: revisit the best Fire Emblem game. It could be pretty cool to do that.
2: That's <laughs> yeah, true. exactly. We That's do why Thracia. we should play like Radiant next. Dawn
1: next. Oh Thracia. God,
0: <laughs> Thracia. Well, or if or Stefan oh, well, play this we're
2: game No, no, no. We're only going to do Thracia again if Devin finishes it. Yeah, you're okay. not allowed to not beat the game. All you right. don't get to call it your favorite game and not beat it.
4: You also, didn't, that- you also didn't know who Augustus was when he showed up <laughs> in don't, don't, You're like, who is this guy? Literally the second private.
2: most important plot
4: character. Let us know in the chat uh, what you guys think we should do. But don't worry. We still have one more episode left. And there's a lot of things we need to get to that will be saved
0: yes. for that. So don't worry. We'll get to it. We'll
3: get to that.
4: <laughs>
0: we'll get don't to worry.
3: That. We'll make the future change. We'll change this is our this change. is our
0: uncomfortable teenager act two phase, just like Awakening. Act three will be better than ever, maybe. Act three will
3: get back to the main plot. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. it, we'll it get may back seem to
1: inevitable work. that Act Three is gonna be a bad episode of the podcast, but I challenge that fate. I think we need to to stop before the puns You know what? I
3: think Uh, you're right because there are these invisible ties between all of us that have been years of our life on this podcast and those bonds can help us to defeat this game
2: It is fully out of hand We've gone too
3: far
2: (laughs) See you next time, goodbye
0: See you. Will I actually beat the game? That's a good question. Do you think I will? No, you won't No, No. No, you won't I think you will. No, I, I, I don't. Will.
4: I have no faith. Right. Tune in next time to find out.
0: Bye. Farewell. <laughs>